Buongiorno, everybody. This is the Bracker, and it's time for TC and Jake. A legend of four. I propose a show nap. Who says no? Just the next next hour, we just take a nap. Okay. We can leave uh, the mics a, rolling. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, high concept stuff. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to think about like the ramifications. I very seriously doubt that like more than maybe let's just conservatively say ten people would not listen again if we did that. It's like that's really a pretty good ROI. And were they worthwhile listeners anyways? If if we lose those ten, I don't want casual people, Jake. I want I want hard dicked warriors. <laughs> well, I got news for you, brother. This part's not even going to be in the show because I had to start my file over. Uh, so anyway, I just um. think it would be great. No, no, no. I think it'd be great if we leave just you getting into this. Well, I've got the rest. Like if, I've if got first... everything still. I could make a full podcast. <laughs> I really, I the cool only thing that'll tip anyone off. The people heard was you saying, we just want hard dick warriors. <laughs> we do want hard dick warriors. No, the only thing that'll tip people off is what you just said. I, I, could, I have okay. everything I need. To, okay. to make Sounds it good. feel like we haven't had a single audio problem yet. I mean, it's, you know, the okay. sounds will go back and forth. It, it's whatever. It's whatever. Um, Got it. Have you seen Mel Gibson? Yeah, what was going on there? I only know about this from your tweet. <laughs> okay. No, I just mean like out there. Is he out there filling up everyone's tires? Just no, and I haven't. He, I haven't heard it. What was? Did he call somebody sugar tits? Yeah, one of the arresting officers at Moonshadows, I believe. Yeah, because I, I feel like there were a couple different run-ins with the law, and I kind of confused, or maybe they were all the same. And, he, and in that specific Moonshadows incident, he ran the gamut of emotions from, uh, you know, commenting on a Jewish cabal owning the entertainment industry in the world to what I think we can all agree is a pretty underused compliment of sugar tits. I don't know. Like that one of those things is damaging hate speech, or meant as a compliment at any point. Well, if someone said that to me, I would take that as a compliment. Um, and I think that just the fact that he was able to, to to sort of hit that full range there of highly offensive hate speech to sugar tits is worth commendation. Whose tire was he filling up? I think it was his own. Okay. And so I just, you know, for everyone who uh, is not familiar, it, it on on TikTok, it had uh, several million likes by the time I saw it. So it's not like I, I'm, I'm saying I discovered this video, but I was just going through and uh, just saw a man. Uh, I'd say it was clearly of Hispanic origin who was at a gas station and saw Mel Gibson. <laughs> and he had a... He had a, a, a childlike manner of speaking that I uh, found enchanting, and it really was Mel Gibson, and he was filling up air on a tire, <laughs> and everything about this screams magic to me. That's just the stuff you see out here, folks. You know? That's just what you get with the L.A. lifestyle. See, I obviously, <laughs> like, you know, I would expect Mel Gibson to be in L.A., um, but I don't, I, it's not clear to, I, I guess I should look at the background stuff, like uh, the stuff behind him and see 
what language it's written in or something like that. I kind of figured, given his level of surprise, he seems like he might be the kind of guy that gets surprised a lot. Uh, in which case, the you know, the, this isn't anything new. But his level of surprise to me mainly communicates, holy shit, how the fuck would there be Mel Gibson out? Yeah, like, I don't think that he's in L.A. Does that make sense? Like, he seems to... Yeah, like, of course. If you're in L.A. and you see Mel Gibson, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, classic Hollywood. Um, but if it's Wataga... Yeah. Or, or I mean, uh, you know... Sinaloa. Uh, I don't know. Ljubljana. Ljubljana. Where's, where's Ljubljana? Oh, that's where Luca's from? Yeah, I was just going for something slightly less offensive than naming uh, the territory that the most notorious cartel in the world is from simply because you saw a Latino man in the video. I don't see cartel. I just know a lot of states in Mexico because yeah. I love Mexican culture. So what are some of the other ones you're pretty high on? Nuevo Laredo. <laughs> Monterey. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. I don't even know if those are yeah, territories or not, but sure. I'm seeing here, uh, I don't know if this is ever, again, this is one of those, is, is this ever a good thing? Uh, top result on TMZ or on uh, on Google is a TMZ link. Mel Gibson, I never said, quote, sugar tits. I saw that as well, the, yeah. The, the line here says, Mel Gibson is finally denying his infamous anti-Semitic DUI tirade. Well, at least the part in which he called an officer sugar tits. <laughs> Not the key part, Mel. He's like, but, look, you know, I said the- all of the rest of that, but I'm going to be honest with you. That's not something I would say. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think he's only had one run-in with the law, but he's had multiple incidents because uh, he had some angry voicemails. Uh, okay, that's I like to hear you play a concert sometime. <laughs> yes, one of yeah. one of your favorite incidences. <laughs> but the the fact that Mel's friend calls him El Patrioto is what really gets me. <laughs> like <laughs> he's like, I'm here with my friend Mel Gibson, El Patrioto. <laughs> uh, El, I don't know the. Corazon, I don't know the words for brave and heart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, been, if he just kept listing them, you know? He, he says that, and then he's like, you are Mel Gibson? And, he, and Mel Gibson's like, ah, ah. And he's like, you were in El Patrioto? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Corazon de Brava. <laughs> yeah, the, there you go. That's a good one. Um, and then, then Mel asks him if he can hold his uh, flashlight so he can see the gauge here, and, and then we're off. Yeah. So, uh, would Hitler be on your list of people to invite to dinner? Well, you would certainly have some questions to ask him, but no, it would not. It would not make my list. I don't want. Like, I don't think that would be enjoyable at all. I don't want to see him. Did Mel Gibson say he wanted to, to hang out with Hitler? No, that would have been NFL star and uh, part of uh, NBC's new series on the Washington football team called The Punch. Uh-huh. Uh, jo- Jonathan Allen. <laughs> said that he wants to have dinner with Hitler? Jonathan Allen Hell was yeah, asked. Uh, he did like a, hey, got a few minutes, ask me anything. Uh-huh. Which I've always been like, that just sounds like a terrible idea because – 
when you ask me anything, the questions I don't answer are going to indicate some pretty clear answers. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like if people ask you this, 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 and you answer like, I don't know, two thirds of the questions, but you leave the other ones unanswered. I think it's pretty clear, uh, you know, what the situation was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think someone just hit him with a, uh, you know, pick three people dead or alive you could have dinner with. <laughs> and he's like, well, obviously Hitler. My granddad, Hitler, and Michael Jackson. Wow. What a dinner that yeah. would be. An eclectic bunch. And that's without us even knowing what Jonathan Allen's grandfather was bringing to the table. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> Would you put Michael Jackson on your list? Would I mean uh, no, I would not and I'm not doing this in a uh you know PC way. I just don't think Michael Jackson has a whole lot of interesting things to say. Like on the one like, hand I think he has endless interesting things to say. On the other hand, I don't think I would understand any of them. I just feel like he's vibrating yeah. on a wavelength too far from mine. I would love to get there. I mean, the knowledge in his head the stories but yeah watching that oprah interview it didn't seem like it'd be easy for me to have a conversation with him yeah i mean i think i I would have one thing and i don't know that i would get too far beyond that the one thing would have been mike i was thinking the same thing what are you gonna do with some bones (laughs) what'd you do with those bones dude i mean that's why you want to put them i do have a million questions for michael jackson like along those lines Yeah, I don't know. I would just, I would love, like, it's one of those things of, like, I don't actually want to talk to him at all because I could never have the conversation I wanted to have. And, like, good news for me, he's dead. But, like, if I could uh, have the, like, I would love to hear him be like, you know what? All my life I've been diddling kids and I just, you know, obviously I think about it a lot. You know, like, why do I do this? Why am I, you know, like, how did I end up this way? And... Yeah. The truth is, I don't know, but like, here's 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 the best I've come up with. And then, what does he say yeah, from there, it, dude? I would love to hear that. Yeah, of course. But the interesting thing about this is that Jonathan Allen actually applied that logic uh, to Hitler, because the person who uh, asked the initial question replied to him, two of the three I under I understand, but please explain." But fuck your Hitler. grandpa. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's this loser doing here? He accomplished <laughs> He's not nothing. Famous at all. but please explain hitler jonathan allen says he's a military genius and i love military tactics wow but honestly i would want to pick his brain as to why he did what he did i'm also assuming that the people i've chosen have to answer all my questions honestly which i feel like spells bad news for his grandfather because if that's the reason he's <laughs> Mike, why'd you kill those a- kids? Hitler, why'd you kill all the Jews? Grandma? <laughs> or Grandpa, why'd you leave Grandma? If this is just a cross-examination, then I think <laughs> yeah. his grandfather should should at least be asking why you woke me up for this. But, uh, yeah, I just love the presumption that you're going to get, like, reflective uh, uh Kendall from Succession in a New Yorker profile from Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I I don't think see <laughs> Hitler just do, he doesn't have any hits. <laughs> yeah, and that actually it's, it's funny because then if you like I love reading the replies on stuff like this. 
it quickly devolved from whether or not there's something wrong to naming Hitler here to people arguing over whether or not Hitler was a military genius. I mean, I'd like to I you probably I mean, on the one hand, the two front war mistake is a big mistake. And I always one of the details that's always stood out to me is that uh, one of the armies he was initially going against in his first big blitz was uh, they they were still using uh, cavalry on horseback, like as a big part of their their offensive in uh, 1939 or whatever. So does it take a military genius to defeat that? I guess not. But I mean, the man took France. You know, like France and Germany been going at each other for quite a while. And I don't know that there's any time that uh, France was just popping their feet up in Berlin. Did Napoleon ever do that? I don't think he did. Did he? No, I mean, I have no idea. Uh, but the people in the replies, it's funny. Again, you read through these and it seemed to be that there was some notion of calling Hitler like a system dictator. or like, Ooh, <laughs> like a, I love that <laughs> argument. <laughs> Yeah. And these are things I know absolutely nothing about, but I also know I wouldn't even known that there were differing opinions on him if a defensive tackle for Washington's football team hadn't have issued this initial tweet. So I kind of want to hear him do a podcast about military history, military tactics. Yeah, I mean, to be. To be honest with you, I feel like that's like sort of the thing a basic says. It has absolutely no ability to follow it up. Now, I may be wrong about that. Maybe Jonathan Allen is in the 10 percent. But that feels like the sort of thing like saying, like, I'm really into Arlo Guthrie. You, know, like, <laughs> you never listen to that. Yeah. Uh, You're really into military tactics. Like you. OK, you've seen three documentaries that everyone has seen. On this or that, on you know whatever streaming service, then you're like, mm, yes, I should have majored in this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He did go to college, and presumably was free to see the th- the great thing about go. I mean, especially if you're him, if you're just a regular football player, like you probably should do something you're going to need later. But if you're him, you can do at college what I always thought. Like you know, whenever I was in high school, I was like, I just want to get there. They'll let you learn anything, dude. And he can just be like, you know, I'll take all the military history classes at the University of Alabama. This can be easy. Well, that's like, a great point. Yeah. So I that's think a you're great right. Point. And, and it, I don't feel like most football players like fully realize that. Maybe because it's going to be harder to stay eligible, you know? Yeah, and a lot of them shouldn't, you know? Like like I said, if, if you're not a surefire first-round pick, then let's get ready for doing something after football and, you know, get your MBA yeah, that's or whatever. True. But – Jonathan Allen doesn't have to worry about it. Everyone who's a first rounder, who like it's pretty clear they're going to be a first rounder, like when they're entering school, should just definitely do whatever the fuck. You have to be there, uh, you know. Just take whatever classes you need. Just fucking do fun shit. Which is interesting because a friend of mine uh, who was decidedly not a projected first-round pick in the NFL but was just a really weird guy mm-hmm. uh, took an odd veer in the middle of his. Very stunted college career, and I believe took the same uh, sophomore level human sexuality class three times because he was just horny. <laughs> That's tight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine the third time. 
the teacher's like, what? Are, like, if it were bowling, I get it. Like, you have to do two to satisfy a requirement. Three, maybe because you like the camaraderie and the activity. But <laughs> and just all the other kids, he's like, course, oh, I got this one. I know this yeah, answer. Yeah. I'll help you with anything you need. I'm, I'm, I'm basically a nominal TA here. <laughs> I uh, I retook one class. It was kind of tight. It did. It. I mean, obviously, I retook it because I failed it the first time. And the second time, it was kind of like, boy, if I had twice the amount of time to learn this, I could really kind of get it. Yeah. Again, the only one I ever did was bowling, but it, you were allowed to do it twice and make it count for two for for two credits, you know, that's wonderful. Um, but it's weird thinking about that, like, cause my parents didn't go to college. Uh, my dad eventually did get his degree. I think probably paid for it in large part by UTA, uh, at UTA by UPS. But I remember my parents being pretty on my ass about like, what are you signing up for? You know, like, are you yeah. on track to graduate? Like, are you going, like, they would ask for my grades my first couple years and like, okay, did you knock out a full year here, which is entirely understandable considering it was their money. Mm -hmm. But I never felt like I really had like some sort of like, I don't know, maybe I'll just kind of do whatever seems like uh, maybe I'd rather rather have a better grasp on this this week. And some of your compatriots uh, had had achieved zero credits at the end of the year. So it was a concern. Yeah, it was weird. Sure we got enough. That didn't seem to really help like a ton, you know, when I would try to tell them, like, I mean, you got to be look at the people I'm in, in this house with. You're like, one of the real <laughs> academic stars of, of that exactly. particular address. Now, I will let you know that one of the only ways that I was first made aware of this Jonathan Allen Twitter situation uh, was you were searching Hitler was on Twitter was from the Twitter account of Coppell's own Cam McDaniel. You follow Cam McDaniel? No, but someone that I do that's really into Notre Dame who isn't you, there are two of you, mm -hmm. uh, screenshotted it and was like, geez, <laughs> we're having a day. Interesting. And I don't know what else happened in Notre Dame football past player uh, lore today, but the great Cam McDaniel uh, tweeted, how can you be uh, mad at Jonathan Allen for wanting to have a conversation with one of the most influential leaders, uh, leaders in history. I'd be interested to pick his brain as well. Cam, stay away. No one made you do that. What are we doing, dude? Come on. You're a smarter player than that. The funny thing is, Cam McDaniel has 10,000 followers, and that tweet currently has no likes, no replies, and no retweets. And it's an hour old. Wow. I mean, <laughs> no replies is good. That's really good. It is. It's a non-ratio. Yeah, so let's just keep it there, hopefully. Uh, while while we're on Twitter, did you see the uh, Adidas tweet with the titties? <laughs> uh, no. Let me search here. Hopefully Adidas titties will get it done for me. I'll, uh, I'll text you the link in case you need it. Oh, and then you'll be able to see oh, the wow. previous thing Holy I texted you. Holy fuck. Which is Rod Blagojevich. Yeah, look at all I these saw that. Titties, I didn't dude. have a chance to watch it. It's good. It's really good. What, we can watch it together. What are if they? You want. What are they doing? <laughs> Posting titties. Uh, the, the tweet is: uh, We believe women's breasts in all. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me start over. 
We believe women's breasts in all shapes and sizes deserve support and comfort, which is why our new sports bra, rain, uh, sports bra range contains 43 styles so everyone can find the right fit for them. Explore the new collection. Now, I think, hold on, hold on. I, I think that's an identifiable issue. Uh, you spent enough time with any woman in your life, and they will tell you finding the right sports bra, not easy. It is not the sort of thing that that we fully comprehend on the male side of this. What if you're a burn So victim? we're good to go there. As <laughs> one of these people is. Then they, they just hit you with 25 of the, like... Like, just imagine the person who had this assignment that was like, all right, go find the least erotic titties available in the world and photograph. And here's the thing. I need 25 distinctly differently non-erotic titties. Yeah, no, it's it's not that we're just talking about like, you know, 25 overweight women. We need terrible looking breasts from healthy women as well. Jeez, dude, this is a lot. I'm surprised you can put this on Twitter, especially from a big account. I mean, Twitter is the one where they don't really have, like, censorship like that. Like, you can just post porn, you know? Yeah, as, I guess that's true. Well I have, aware. like, had had someone's, you know, someone will, and I, I do promise you, I'm not the type of guy who searches or follows porn star Twitter accounts. Well, I follow uh, Throzilla, is what I'm saying. I have, that's a good point. That's a good point. You stumble upon that and you're like, good Lord, this is just right here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. They don't have that kind of – like Instagram has very strict rules about that. Twitter does not. And so, yeah. you know, you could see – this is, I think, a, uh, a real archetypal example of your, your classic series, I Want to Be in the Meeting. Yep. Like yep. someone's like, well, you know, what can we do? What can we do? Well, you know, Twitter doesn't have any uh, eroticism restrictions. You could just post anything you want. All right. Well, we don't want anyone to be titillated in the slightest. We all agree on that. That would be uncouth. I see what you did. <laughs> yeah. Not, you know, whatever. I'm above that. The uh, first reply I uh, saw here said something to the effect of, I hope no tampon companies get the same idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but don't you want to know, like, in that meeting, the backstory of how they acquired these photos and the compensation package and just who's... It's the same background and similar, like, they're all, it's the, the shot is uniform enough this has to be that they were just standing on a busy street. Well, I don't know about exactly how they got the women together. But it's it's the same photographer, like, on the same shoot, just yeah. next. And so I do imagine that, that you just, you know, go to the middle of Times Square and as a, a woman who clearly is not going to get anyone on Twitter riled up walks by, you're like, ma'am, come with me. I need to take a photo. Yeah. Do you follow old friend 99? Uh, I must not, no. It's a little bit of a fun time joke account. Their tweet was, uh, and yet you won't do a post like this about women's feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you something real quick about L.A.? Yeah, I want to hear about L.A. 
I don't have a ton because uh, we've only been this is only like day three and a half and we've been pretty booked up. And the uh, the team dinner last night was I mean, dude, where was it at? It's worth. I don't know what the place is called. Oh, uh, it was over in that like toy district area that's fairly adjacent to Skid Row. OK, which has a bunch of like new ish bar type places. Did you uh, score while Jumbo, you were down there? Like an H? Yeah. Uh, no, that's on the docket for tonight. Uh, we did go to Jumbo Clown Room the other night. You did Sorry go to Jumbo's? Yeah. Hell yeah. How'd it go? I mean, it was a very fun time. Uh, it's hard to try to explain to people what exactly it is. You know, people like your wife. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're like, no, 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 honey. <laughs> this is about female empowerment. It is kind of about yeah, female I mean, empowerment. Yeah, there's not, it's, there's no lap dances. There's actually no nudity. Um, it's not even really like in your face, proverbially or literally. Like you can just ignore it if you want while you're there because it's not, it's not a, a, hey, all these seats are around a center stage type thing, which you might think actually kind of makes it weirder when it's not like the prominent feature of the establishment. It's kind of just like, if you want to look over here, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, more than anything, it's just like a weird old uh, showdown type dive. Yeah, yeah. Like, like don't you think it has it showdown vibes to it? Absolutely. Like, if it didn't have a stage in the middle with women dancing on it, I would still be like, you should go here. It's a great bar. Uh, I, I learned about it from Jordan. Last, whenever, you know, we, we did a podcast in, uh, in August where it was uh, me, you, and Jordan, and that was because me and Jordan were in L.A., and a couple days after that, he uh, he took me there and showed me it. And yeah, it's it's just it's a cool dive bar that has a stage in the middle. It's owned by a lady. Uh, she was there the night that we were there, and I, I think that she's there pretty much all the time. And I have older no European lady. Uh, yeah, she's an older lady. Yeah, and has kind of a European look. That sounds right. She's buying the yeah, bar. Yeah, well, we talked to her, and oh, the reason yeah? we talked to her is because we got there and it was opening. Uh, in two minutes. So we okay. were the only people there for a good 30 minutes. And we were only there about an hour and 20. That's a lot of so pressure. You, <laughs> you already know that when we sat down and she had a little bit of an accent, Soroy goes, I'm just going to take a flyer here. Let me guess. Lithuanian. Yeah. And she was like, no, Polish. But, okay. you know, and they hit it off. That's the, great. The matriarch of the place. Um, that was really cool. See, I, I don't know if she elaborated on this, but in my mind, uh, I it's the kind of place that I imagine that it comes to exist because some like a, a woman has a long stripping career and like socks away her money smartly and like gets up enough to to open her own place and is like, I'm gonna do it so that it's got all of the things that I would want if I were a dancer and none of the things that I don't. Like you don't have to take off your clothes. Uh, it's just fuck it. Like no one's being weird. It's not like you don't feel like you need to take a shower while you're there. Uh, it, it like, it's the classy, it's not even like classy, but it's like not gross. Uh, it's not gross, but like, you know, it is, it's, it's the fucking stripper is hell dancing. Like it's just basically like the, you know, the kinds of folks who, you know, are taking like, uh, the pole dancing classes is like a fun way to stay in shape. Uh, like they can do that without, and they can like go and, you know, perform here without feeling degraded. I would imagine. I don't think I would feel in the slightest bit degraded if I, uh, lost the GBL bet and had to do a set at Jumbo's clown room. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to find out. 
Yeah. <laughs> but but in the interim, I would agree with you. The ladies put um, on their own songs by uh, putting money in the jukebox before they go up. Yeah, I guess I didn't even really notice that, but I did notice that they were controlling the jukebox. I didn't know that they were, you know, actually having to pay for that. That doesn't seem like that might be on the house. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm just saying it's, credit, it's cool that instead of like a DJ credit. that they just walk up and like punch in their their fucking thing. It, I, it's tight. It's just the whole thing. It's a, it's a boutique stripping experience. Hey, hold on real quick. I'm going to switch to wired headphones. Okay. This shouldn't affect anything on the recording. And we're back. You got me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I just wanted to say this, though. Like, as much as you love this place, um, I don't like it. That's too bad. Like, I don't like it, like, at all. And I know that that's more of a personal failing for me than it is. I think you're talking about L.A., uh, not Jumbos, right? Just to be clear about the topic. That is correct. Okay. Yeah. That was a cool place. It felt very divey. Old L.A., you know, there's a bunch of stories behind it and, and stuff like that. But, uh, man, this like, it's not only that I, I, I feel like I'm not cut out for this place. I've never been in a place that more makes me think, you know what? Moving to the suburbs was the right idea. <laughs> Just too fast for me here. It's just a lot going on and there's a lot of fucking people and the music is just loud and like every stoplight, like every time I, you know, cause we're doing a lot of walking. Yeah. So every time I stop at a crosswalk there, you know, every car is super nice and people are like filming themselves in their car and I'm not making that up. Uh, <laughs> and you know, there's, it, I mean, it's a treasure trove for if you want to take pictures of people taking pictures. You had a great one. I saw a TikTok video being executed yesterday uh, outside of the Hard Rock Cafe, which was the jumping off point for the TMZ tour. And I watched these two. I mean, they look like children to me. They were probably 18 or 19. Uh, Hell, they might have been younger than that. I'm not sure. But they were like doing a dance in costumes and the guy was filming them and they would come look at it and they would do it again this brought about a crowd that entire crowd is trying to take photos it's just fucking weird man and like i really like my routinized uh low volume life these days <laughs> see i just look at that i i feel alive i love i love the yeah, I know you do. energy of the city man just fucking but the longer you're alive the closer you are to death yeah, yeah, that's 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 what I like. I feel very close to death when I'm there. <laughs> Absolutely. So, like I said, like the team, the ticket team dinner. I mean, I've been to, I don't know, probably five of them now. Two at the Super Bowl and a few at training camp. I mean, it's 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 like when the score is 160, 145 in the third quarter of an NBA All Star game, and you're just like, who's gonna dunk next? Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. And the shit that you can hear people say that that are obviously not for air. It's just I don't know. I was cry laughing for four straight hours last night. That's wonderful. And uh, and that makes the whole thing worth it. But I know we talked about this a little bit whenever you were out here uh, with Jordan before, but I can't get away from the crushing depression of the homeless issue 
Sure, it's a yeah. lot, dude. It's it's a, in a, a ton. And I know there's like a lot of different policy reasons for it on each side. The the prescriptions that have their costs and benefits, but I mean, I really I really think the coronavirus made it. Like it was, it was very. It's been, of course, a giant problem for most of the time that we've been alive in LA. But yeah. I, I think it. I mean, I, I don't live out there. I don't fucking know. But like, it seemed to me, and Jordan had lived out there, and it seemed to seem to him that it was like twice as bad within the space of a year. Yeah, yeah. And I think the numbers support that. But dude, I mean, you're talking about like a side by side image of. You know, the little drag we went through to get to dinner last night with Haiti and you would not be able to tell the difference. No, not at all. And I don't I don't handle that well. You know, and I'm not saying other people that just that aren't like, you know, ultimately, if you're able to compartmentalize that, that's a better way to live. But for me, I was fucking bummed out and was bummed out this morning watching, you know, people on the street early taking shits. It's just (laughs) you saw a guy take a shit. I saw a guy yesterday actually from the gym. Uh, the gym here is on the fourth floor, uh-huh. uh, and it o- it overlooks the street in front of us, which is right across from a Salvation Army actual church. And I just saw a guy pull the full Chris Rabb from the early seasons of uh, <laughs> Can't <laughs> Kill Yourself. Maybe that was on Jackass. I'm not sure, but he just took a shit. And, there's, and, and, and that wasn't like that shocking because I'd already seen – a couple of different piles of shit on the street that I knew were not from animals. <laughs> oh, that's how that got there. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, sure, that makes sense. Now I'm just kind of seeing how the sausage is made. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't really know how to explain it, you know, because it just feels very hopeless, and you're like, I, I don't know what the fuck people do about this, but I'm quite positive that it has something to do with a much more large-scale systemic approach to the economy that... I'm now confident is never going to occur. And dude, I'm talking like there are probably ten, there are probably six to ten thousand people in what is now considered Skid Row. It goes on for fucking ever. Yeah, and that's the small pat. Like, I don't know about that size, but like, uh, there was a, a street that we went to, and this is not homeless, but it doesn't feel great either um in the uh if you if you head south there's a a street where like the entire street is just campers that feel like they haven't been moved in about 15 years and yeah it's you know both sides all the way down it's just you know fucking you're driving along a hotel for you know folks that don't have a place uh yeah there's there's several places like that yeah it's just i don't know it's wild um and like the you know when you talk about like uh policy prescriptions it's very simple build a hundred thousand new homes a year in the los angeles metro area uh every year and you'll fix it like you know you just got to do that and like finding the political will to do that is difficult you know like those houses have to go somewhere and every single person doesn't want it to be next to them um but uh you know, don't like there's a lot of decisions, you know, like, you know, all decisions at the federal level. They're like, you know, whatever the enough people like this and you, whatever. I don't want to turn this into a big housing discussion. That's the end of the thing. You build a hundred new hundred thousand new homes a year. You'll fix the problem. Yeah. And I don't again, whether it's political will or, you know, how you get it done. I don't know. I just know that it would be a hard I would have a hard time living in like, dude, I, 
I would have a hard time living in a really nice place or even like a livable place out here and being around that all the time. Just for me, uh, personally, I, I think I would have a, a tough time. And, and that's maybe that's worse, right? Because you're basically saying if you insulate yourself from the problem properly by distance and lack of proximity, then you can just put it out of sight, out of mind, which is essentially what we have uh, in large parts of Dallas, Fort Worth, even in urban areas, you know? Yeah, it's not like when you They're get back to Grapevine, to here, they've got sure. a house, you know? Like th- those yeah. those people are still in the same situation, but I, right. I but I also like I think it is a testament to I, I I do believe you're a good person, you know. Like I it's you're right that like you know in a comprehensive logical sense the situation you know is what it is, but like uh, it's still proof that you have a beating heart inside of you that you see something like that and you're like this is wrong. I I'm upset by it. I did see something last it's night. It's better than if you that... got hard. <laughs> that, yes that's oh, that's yeah. better than that so i did see something uh on the way to dinner last night uh at on skid row that i i wish i could have taken a picture of just for you but i would certainly never want this like to be public and have people get the wrong idea but there was a tent uh right under an underpass like in the middle of it and the guy had spray painted "fuck yeah" with an exclamation point all the way on the outside of his tent, like when it zipped up. Mm-hmm. You know, it was almost like a like a clown mouth type. Like you have no idea what this says when it's open, but when it's closed, it just says "fuck yeah." <laughs> and I'm like, like boy, that. that's like the greatest piece of concept art again I've ever like. I doubt that there were really any things in his day uh, that specific day that made him think "fuck yeah." <laughs> But maybe he brought them too, you know, like you gotta, you gotta be living with that fuck yeah mentality. Absolutely. And I mean, it's a city of high culture and I think that's what you're describing. Yeah, I think you're right. That's ultimately uh, all it is. Did you see anything cool on the TMZ tour? Dude, I don't know how much you've had a chance to listen, uh, listen to the station today. I've been in and out. I have heard several segments, but I, I did not hear the TMZ tour recap. Yeah. So what I'm trying to balance in my head is, you know, I, I did somewhat uh, bring about something that has resulted in a lot of entertaining content, which is what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. With the fact that it was probably the worst 90 minutes of my life. <laughs> did, uh, did Junior end up going? It sounded like he was really interested, but I didn't hear how that got resolved. He did go. He really went? He did go. All three musers went, uh, Donovan, Saroy, me, and Dan. And I looked I looked at my phone as I was doing every five minutes trying to back time like when I can get off this bus. Mm-hmm. And at 15 minutes, I had a text from Junior that just said, we're only 15 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> what was bad about it? There's just nothing going oh. on? nothing going on and you know it was as we've talked about before like when i did the fenway thing and like you've done a ton of these it already sucks to be on a touristy tour and i think we thought okay well that's kind of the gag right like it'll be funny for us the cool guys to be on this tour with a bunch of people from all over the country that actually think this is cool Mm -hmm. um that wore off very quickly (laughs) yeah yeah like and I mean, again, like within the first 20 minutes, it was like, damn, like the gag is over. 
And everyone else on the bus, probably another 20, 25 people were cheering loudly. Like they were into it. And it was awful. Like it was so fucking boring, dude. There was nothing. It's just a two hour tour around LA, which possibly could have been better if it was on a double decker bus, which I kind of thought it was mm-hmm. based on some of the pictures I had seen. But it's it's not. It's just a regular, extremely spare, short bus with no windows so you can see outside. And like they're like, oh, you know, we're going to see some celebrities today. And what you actually see is you pull up to cafes and coffee shops and fill in the blank where they have seen people before. And a lady with a fucking megaphone says, are any of you guys celebrities in there? And it's just a bunch of people like having sandwiches and they're like, uh, no. And I was like covering my face. I was embarrassed for her. I was embarrassed for the whole concept. Do you think she was embarrassed for her? I think that she thinks because she does get to appear on the show sometimes. Oh yeah. Like I think she thinks there's still a chance she's going to make it. And she views all of this as part of the process and part this of This is going to be a great story for Kimmel. Like, she was, like, 23. Okay. Yeah. Recent USC grad and, you know, seemed to still have some hope that her life was going to turn out better than just hosting this tour. Well, I mean, she already gets to go on TMZ sometimes. Yeah. Well, so she said. I actually don't know that for sure. Yeah. They probably all say it. Uh, I did learn this based on her time at USC. Did you know that AC has a dorm at USC named after him? The Maverick? Oh, no. The, Al Cowlings. The, the OJ driver? Exactly. That was my next guess. No, uh... How? I mean, I assume that comes from donations, but like, how did Al Cowlings have enough to donate enough to get a dorm? I don't think he did. And I, I didn't really research this until, you know, now. But she said it and we were all looking at each other. And Junior was like, Al Cowlings was good in college, but he wasn't like a legend. And even guys who are legends typically don't have dorms named after him at, at places that are as big time as USC. Uh, so I, I honestly have no idea how this happened, but that was one point of intrigue. I, I looked at, I, I Googled it. The article I'm looking at came out in 2017. Like I kind of, a lot of of hang time. (laughs) I assume that it was like at the time of the Bronco chase, they're like, well, this is a a real egg on our face that we have this dorm already named after him, but what are we going to do? No, 20 years after the, or whatever, you know, 15 years after the chase, they're just like, yeah, I mean, he went there, so. Yeah, I mean, he did play ball there. He was good, but he wasn't, yeah, I have no idea how, but that was a, that was one interesting nugget from it. Uh, we saw nothing. Like, we saw absolutely nothing. And did you see any, even the like, st- celebrities' houses? They don't do that. So that's interesting because TMZ tries to apparently distinguish themselves between normal paparazzi. Uh-huh. The whole thing was just a, a TMZ PR campaign. Uh, there were probably total in two hours about 45 minutes of TMZ videos played in the bus to fill time. Oh, that's terrible. So that's two fucking episodes of that show. <laughs> yeah. 
That's awful, dude. Consecutively, right? Not like I saw two minutes of a clip and then saw another one a month later. No, 45 minutes in a two-hour span. And they they at least bill it as we don't go to people's homes and we pay our people differently. Like it's not per shot. We don't cost them on the street. We just happen to position ourselves at places that we know they're going to go. And that's why we have a better or different relationship with the cultural elite uh, than normal paparazzi. So, no, there were no homes. There was no fucking anything. Yeah, see, I, I did one of those tours uh, and I was, I was just feeling sheepish as you're saying the whole thing's dumb because I was like, I kind of liked my tour. It was fine. Um, but, yeah, it was it was all houses. Like it was just we we started out at Alfred Molina's I think just because it was near where the start point was, not because he's the biggest star in the world but I like that you know it's like just thinking about him going and putting on the Doc Ock arms and then just taking them off and driving back to that nice tidy little Hancock Park home. Uh, I found an answer for us that's not really an answer about the uh, Al Cowling's dorm. A $15 million anonymous gift was made to USC to endow and name the residential college. So someone just said, I have $15 million if you will name it after Al Cowlings. And USC said, I'll take that check. That's kind of awesome. Like, did you say it was anonymous? Yes. Or at least, you know, publicly? The person's like, you can't say who it was. Like, was it OJ? Uh, <laughs> you know, like, or I, I have to, like, Shit, I just OJ imagine does not if, just have 15 million lying around that he could transfer to a state university without, you know, people figuring that out. But if he did, he would have to make it anonymous. So the Goldman's didn't get it. Yeah. That was probably my best line of the day, which was sheepish, uh, and not quite, not quite audible to anybody but George, which that's like my only saving grace is that for at least like the first 40 minutes, George was pretty funny. And then after that, even like George mm-hmm. and Gordon and Junior could not maintain their stamina because it was just fucking mm-hmm. awful. When they uh, when they said, who's the first family of Beverly Hills? That's what the tour guide said. Who's the first family of Beverly Hills? Uh, the answer is the Kardashians, apparently. Uh, they don't live in Beverly They else. don't, which she pointed out. Uh, but under my breath, I just said to George, the Goldmans. <laughs> That's right. Like, I, I've, I said this on the air. Yeah, like, I, the true testament to how big of a beating this TMZ thing was, and then I'll stop and you can add whatever and I'm done because I'm tired of thinking about it, was George is on a huge mm-hmm. baby Billy kick right now. Okay, I it's, love yeah, that. I mean, it's infectious. And he was a huge player in the first 15 to 20 minutes of the tour. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame we they couldn't keep that up. Like, we passed a football field, and uh, George was like, oh, no, they got regulation size out here now, boy. They're on that West Coast horizontal passing game now. You see that right there? That's a West Coast passing game. Like, that's different than what we do back where I come from. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to get Baby Billy for two hours. No matter how bad this sucks, it'll be great. No. They killed off Baby Billy with mm-hmm. uh, the mundane nature of this tour. Um, 
But yeah, I just if if I won the lottery, I I have to think that one of the things I would like to do is uh, pay for a building at USC to have the most embarrassing name possible. And I would certainly try to insist on OJ first. I think that they would turn that down. And then I think Al Cowlings would be my next choice. So I have to assume that's something close to what happened here. Yeah, that's fuck you money at a very serious level. Yeah, you know, 15 million. If you had, how, how many million would you need to have before 15? Certainly at like 400. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that if the whole point of 15 million is just something funny to you, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, but like, I mean, who would even be third on the we list? We live in Reggie the most Bush? unequal society that's ever existed on the face of the planet. So there are a large number of people who do have enough that it would, they wouldn't notice. And surely some of them hate USC. Is that true? Can I the fact most check unequal you on society that? on the face of the planet? Yeah. Of course, or in the history of the planet. It's definitely, I mean, what's the other option? I don't know. I just assume that as we trend back towards uh, times of 600 to 1,000 years ago, there had to be some way to measure the wealth gap of like a – Just the wealth you know, on the planet is always growing, you know? The 11. It's always, it's always a bigger number. Yeah, but that, does, that doesn't really address well, my the, question. What the bigger I'm the, the total amount of wealth is, nation, the bigger the potential I, gap would be, you know? Within that specific nation? Yeah. I mean, the wealthier the, the wealthier the world is, the wealthier the wealthiest nation is. We are the wealthiest nation. That's where it starts. Uh, and then, you know, uh, if, it's, if we're talking about more wealth, like the Romans, you know, like Caesar was certainly hoarding a lot for himself and the average living conditions of the average citizen was terrible, but Caesar just didn't have it that good. Okay. So we're talking more in a, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense to me. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, so the tour I'm sucked. sorry to hear that. I hope it turns around for you. Yeah. I, th- I think it is a, an infectious, wonderful place. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> given the reasons you're citing for not liking it, I don't feel great about our chances of you, uh, you know, coming back tomorrow and being like, never mind. It's awesome. Yeah, we all we have a very short amount of time to shore up some very large issues. Yeah. Here. I don't know. I just loved, and I mean, whatever. I, I guess I'm just thinking about like the differences in our experience. One of the things I just thought was amazing, and obviously it was just particular to me, was just you meet like some of Jordan's friends, and like every one of them, it's just like I just think it's a city like full of. It's like the coolest guy in Santa Fe, like got too cool for Santa Fe and is like, I need to head west. And like, you know, they, they yeah. just they're insanely talented. And like, even like there was a guy, it was awesome guy. Um, and he, uh, you know, was like, what, what do you do? He's like, well, I'm a, I'm a manager at Trader Joe's here. And then uh, he like leaves and Jordan's like, uh, oh, yeah, he produced one of the tracks on Tyler, the creator's last album. The fucking managers of the Trader Joe's make Tyler's last album, dude. Like, where else on earth? I agree. But from an energy standpoint, I think that dynamic creates something that is depressing. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it can go both ways, but it's it's like it is a high wire act, and that's what I like about it. <laughs> you know, like yeah, the, no, I I know you. Uh, the way that Jordan Peterson was talking about the guitarist dancing on the edge of chaos and order, and started crying about it. That's how I feel about L.A. I'm I'm misting up just thinking about the way that they dance on the edge <laughs> of chaos and order. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's nice. Uh, for a brief period of time. Absolutely could not ever live here 100%. Would rather live in, like, I would rather take the Hearn hypothetical without the money. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't think I would do that. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, I, I hope you have a Cam great McDaniel. couple days. Yeah, I will try to do that for you, man. I'll see you. All right. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.